0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ultra Hope Girls podcast. We are here today talking about chapter four of Danganronpa V3, which is very exciting. We're we're very excited to be here. This is an interesting chapter for sure, and definitely one that has a lot of different opinions about it, whether it was good or bad. And we will certainly discuss that today. Just a heads up that this episode will spoil V3, chapter four and then the second part of this episode in a couple weeks will spoil the entirety but we are we're not there yet so yeah just chapter four through chapter four um and without further ado let's get into it i'm maddie i'm Marin and i'm caroline and we are the ultra hope girl one two welcome to the dawn and ropa podcast
1: you're on the threshold of an amazing episode
2: showtime (laughs) caroline's like chewing
1: her i took like a big old bite right before and i was like "Uh (laughs) uh-oh
0: tried to delay a little bit by giving next next week spoiler warning too um but and then i took another bite further because (laughs) i
1: don't pay attention no i'm just kidding i was paying attention it was beautiful you did a great job
0: Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Hello, audience. I'm I'm eating some of my girl dinner right now. Girl dinner. Girl dinner. I always um, like want to harmonize with it.
2: <laughs> yeah. So hmm. we start this chapter off with a very enigmatic video from Rentaro, and I he he talks about oh you wanted this killing game remember that and that like oh this isn't your first and then a static loud truck passes by you know what I mean (laughs) um and how like the game will continue until two players are left but we missed the most important part of that rule because it also cut off so very mysterious yes
1: and there's clearly something more going on with Rentaro, which seems to always be the case with our first case victims, which we've discussed in our crossover episode. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely interesting.
0: I it made me wonder if he was the mastermind, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, just such a very weird video to pop up so much later, you know, like I kind of felt like his chapter was closed and now right. it's just like why is he back now, you know?
1: Right, and if he's the mastermind, then it's like, why is the game now continuing, and what's the mystery behind that, and, like, is there, you know, there's just a lot of parts at play here. So, yeah, definitely
2: very interesting. It made me wonder if he was still alive. Like, if his death had been, like, fake, like, a setup somehow. I don't know. But, um, I also had the thought of, like, um, was that his motive video but then I figured probably not I don't think that would have made sense because that was chapter two and he would have been dead I don't know if he would have gotten one but um yeah I wondered and then he also seems to be implying that this isn't his first like killing game perhaps maybe he just was gonna say that this ain't your first rodeo maybe he's just a cowboy
0: is the more colloquial phrase is rodeo so and that's his talent just confirm. yeah he's the ultimate, ultimate cowboy <laughs> rootin tootin
2: rootin tootin
0: <laughs> yee yeah. ha you know they always ask ye ha but they never ask ha ye.
2: <laughs> came out in the worst way <laughs> but they never well, ask ha ye. but don't forget the most important cowboy rule the, the cowboy rules the slogan, you know, be rootin', be tootin', be tootin', but most importantly, be kind.
1: Amen, sister. <laughs> Spoken like we a true just found cowboy. Our chapter
0: title,
2: yeah. <laughs> be rootin', be tootin'. <laughs> People and be are gonna be, kind. be like, "What on earth does that have to do with anything in this?" Chapter? I know, literally, they're,
1: they're gonna be like the Ultra Listen Hope Girls three out. years later, talking about Dong and Rumpa.
0: Anyway, So the title of the chapter is Live and Let the Languid World Live, um, which I tried to figure out a little bit more about that, like why they picked that as the title. Um, And I'm pretty confident that it's a reference to the idiom live and let live, uh, which is just like the idea that people should be able to like live their lives how they want to, regardless of what other people might think of it um, or think of them. But Other than that, I mean, there's the song and movie, Live and Let Die. I couldn't really find a connection there. Live and let (laughs) die. And then the languid eye, this is really obscure, but believe it or not, this is not the most obscure Marin note you'll get in this episode. Um, the languid eye is a skill in Elder Scrolls Online, and it looks a little bit like the bug that kills Gonta in his final execution. Not like so much where I'm like, that's definitely a reference, but that's the only like a languid connection I could really get other than just like the dictionary definition of the word. Um yeah, do y'all have any thoughts on that title? I mean, I seem like it felt
2: pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah, the, the languid part of it almost kind of reminds me of how Monokuma acting at the beginning of the trial, where he's just like all burned out and like he seems like he's done with it, like he's exhausted and like I mean, whatever, like that's fine. I don't want to, th- like, like, yeah, I don't know. That was the most languid part of the chapter that stood out to me, but. yeah
1: no actually now that you bring that up maddie i kind of feel like that might be what it's referencing because he's that's
2: like his entire thing this chapter you know yeah it's like monokuma's burnt like reached burnout you know he needs a break from Mm -hmm. this killing game (laughs) Yeah. paid vacation
1: paid vacation please one thing I do want to mention mm-hmm. that is pretty interesting in this chapter is we see a huge shift in Himiko's character. Like, yes, I actually, like, in hindsight, am now, like, a bigger fan of hers that I think I put her in on my tier list just because I think, you know, she she's kind of more positive she's a lot more like we can do this we got to do this together we got to figure this out and it's just very refreshing because like it is such a change from her it's almost like monokuma sucked up her like sleepy laziness sort of and and now he's like lazy and she's (laughs) like you know like yeah oh yeah we gotta be positive and everything it sucks it took two of her friends dying for her to realize that but um you know good for her (laughs)
2: I kind of interpreted that as, like, it seems like Himiko was maybe trying to have absorbed, like, some of Tenko's personality, and, like, maybe, or or maybe a little bit of, like, Tenko and Angie's personalities, perhaps as, like, kind of, like, a coping mechanism after their deaths, because that is a thing that, like, some people do um, when they lose someone, and you could also argue that that's what uh, that's the same thing that parallels what Corekio did after his sister died, but like to a much bigger extreme, where he literally absorbed. Right. Like, yeah.
1: yeah. That's a really it interesting also reminds
2: thought. me of uh, Ishimondo in Yes. Happy yes. Havoc. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. That's probably a better example of that.
1: <laughs> but again, in a more positive way, which is cool. Like that's cool. We mm-hmm. haven't really seen that yet, which is
2: neat. So. My next note is a reference my next note was a reference (laughs) too what's your reference oh my god oh my god my reference is when kokichi says the colossal high school girl is on the other side of the wall isn't she i think that's an attack on titan reference definitely you guys agree okay i was like i I, that sounds like an attack on titan reference but i don't know if there's something more specific there but i was like oh my god kokichi watches attack on titan that's kind of cool
1: yeah. I watch
2: Attack on Titan.
1: Oh my god, you guys just have so much in common. You're no. crazy. You're
2: like the same person. <laughs> I am not. I no, you're like literally twins. Please no. <laughs> so, um Monotaru
1: or Mon- Monotaru. That was so American of me. That was so like my mom. monotaru Monotaru. <laughs> um <laughs> oh my god monetaro when he is like he says like he's going through his ex extisi- ex existential crisis i'm really thriving ex existential crisis like i'm going through right now um one of his first lines that he says is like where am i where's kauru and it's a blatant reference to or on school host club but i want to do you all one better i am pretty sure todd haberkorn voiced that line. He did. Yeah, uh, I'm almost yeah. certain. Like when I heard it, I was like, that's Todd. It's <laughs> like, I know. I know Hikaru when I hear him because I love those little guys. Um, yeah, so that was kind of cool.
0: Hey. Amazing. Um, I My next note is that there are more letters on the slate. Um, and I have two thoughts about that. One is my more obscure Marin reference, which is that I put all of those letters into a word scrambler to see if anything came up, <laughs> um, and something did. Oh my what goodness! What was oh, it? What was it? I can't get through this in a straight face. <laughs> it's so was, like oh Cracking
2: God. up. <laughs> oh Maron. Mind switcheroos. Mind switcheroos. That's what it <laughs> says. <said. laughs> That's amazing. I mean, that's all you need to know right there. What really makes me but laugh is. about this...
0: <laughs> yeah, really makes me laugh is the fact that this game was originally made Japanese. So the letters that are on the slate are literally a translation. So there's no way that they would have been a reference to anything. But, you know, I just, I had to, I had to find out. Um, are they a translation? I know. In the original game, it would have been written out w- whatever the whole phrase is in Japanese, right? And I
2: I don't know if it would be because do you remember in like um the uh, in the first game when Leon was written on the wall, it was in like English characters, and like I think that's a thing mm-hmm. where like. A lot of them do speak and understand English, so sometimes writing will be in English. But like, if it's like a cipher or something, um, I don't know for sure. But oh. I, I, it's like I, I do think it's a possibility it could have originally been in English. But yeah, no, like, I don't know for sure. You're, I think you're right. Then mind
0: switcheroos is what they were going for here, <laughs> uh, and that's confirmed. I think it
2: was intentional there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, My definitely. Other-
0: my other question with the slate is, did we have anything like this in game one or two where every chapter, I mean, other than the bridges, like, where new things would open or new rooms or whatever, like, did we have anything like this? Because I can't remember. No. No. I don't think, so. Hmm. I don't think yeah,
1: so. Yeah, so this is definitely a first time for this sort of vibe, which is kind of interesting and I don't know. I mean, we, I guess we had the bomb thing. The bomb That's countdown true. was the sort countdown. of the...
0: Yeah, that's true. And I guess at the end, we do have the full slate. At the end of this chapter, we see it says, this world is mine, Kokichi Oma. So, I don't know. <laughs> He's just joshing. But, um, yeah. oh huh. that's Interesting.
1: Hmm. Oh. Well, <laughs> we also unlock a bunch of new labs, which is fun. Um, the cosplay lab is, like, literally the most extravagant thing I've ever seen in my life.
2: I'm it like, is. what is going on in here? It is, yeah. I, I need
0: to show you guys this picture, um, because so I was playing this chapter, uh, with the Discord server, and I was really looking around in all of the classrooms, and this came up. Hang on, let me send it to you guys over text, and maybe we'll put it with the images from for this like episode on Twitter. But there's this random like balding man in Samugi's workshop and I am so desperate to know what this is I like google what image is this it. wait oh, so lost. there's like what? nothing close to it like at all like I used to, where you know, google, is that I think it's lens it's on the left it's on like a table or something that's on like the left side yeah no idea what it is and it looks like something so from the Muppets I, right it totally does one of the first search options that came up when I like searched the image to see if like fan art or something would come up was Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron, which oh my looks god. nothing like this. But that <laughs> should tell you like how little the right, search. Right. No one it. knows. No one
2: knows what this is. What? That's what is so funny. This? Oh
0: my god. <laughs> so if anyone knows, that... please let me know. Please drop That's us a, a little, little message. Random. Is he like a puppet or something? Maybe she's putting Someone on a puppet show. My mind is switcherooed
2: about this. <laughs> switcherooed. Oh, man. <laughs> Interesting. Nice. Shuichi's lab feels more like a like an ultimate criminal lab rather than an ultimate detective lab. But um, I guess I think it's Maki who points out that there's kind of not there's a fine line between those things because you have to understand how criminals work and everything and that there's poisons poisons everywhere right which is is like also a chapter four well i guess it's chapter four and game one had poison i don't think there really was any poison involved in chapter four game two
1: right and sort of the uh the like
2: cabinet of vials of different different things yes yes (laughs) but each game has seen poison come into play at in some form.
1: That is true. Well, I mean, you know, when you're talking murder, there's only so many ways to do it. and Poison is, an off- is a common one. Murder. <laughs> it's true. And murder. I love when you go to Kibo's lab, you can't click on anything in there. There's nothing to <laughs> click on. Lab. Oh, yeah. So true. It's so weird. And come his lab... That is so like it's so funny it feels like the labs suit their talents but not the people very well like it's so interesting like Kivo's lab is like this whole big futuristic thing and Kivo's whole thing is like I'm just a normal guy you know (laughs) I'm just I'm just just a normal guy I'm a robot but I'm just a guy you know
0: yeah he hated that
2: that's so true yeah
0: yeah. and like
2: Shuichi was put off by his lab and like Samugi's lab is like
1: it it doesn't feel
2: right yeah it's like and she seems like someone who's a little more like not over the top Maybe she's in cosplay as a character maybe she gets that way but like yeah they they seem to be Mm -hmm. fitting to the talent but really like exaggerated for the personality of the character yeah yeah absolutely especially this chapter that's all
1: and the other other thing that is interesting, too, about the new floor is it it's very church-ish. It's very, like, Notre Dame, cla- like, old Catholic cathedral. church. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a cathedral. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Which is interesting.
0: So I have a, a note, which is that we, we get the items to go and find these classrooms and things like that. And there's a key card included that Kokichi takes um, and bolts, um, He's such a fun little guy. Oh my goodness. There should be a bingo board for this season where every episode when I say, I love that little dude, um, that's boxes because now I'm really making it a habit. But he says, yoink. (laughs) <laughs> and it reminds me i don't know if you guys i know caroline you're not on tiktok too often but there's a, a user on there named fishing garrett and he like explores the florida everglades and like the amazon rainforest looking for like a 20 foot burmese python and he's yeah. like picking up like poison dart frogs and like wandering spiders he will like grab alligators tails and he's always like yoink oh that's <laughs> so funny uh, and that's what it reminds me of that's immediately where my brain went
1: well that sounds pretty good
0: i'll send you guys a video of that later yeah
1: yes please please do Mm. i yeah i'm not sure where i i'm 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 reading these notes but i have no idea what what context these are in i I don't even know i'm so mad at that sometimes
2: my my notes are in chronological mostly chronological order my next thing is about the flashback light and the meteorites I have one note before that, uh, which is that Kaito and Maki are very
0: Hercules and Meg coded. Like, Mm.
2: oh, oh my gosh, you're so Yeah, that's so
0: true. Oh my gosh. Kind of like lovable idiot and like, you know, like, I don't know, lets things kind of like blow off her, but like secretly she likes it kind of thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's so true.
1: I also, I love. That is so true this um there's a moment related to that like kind of at this point in the game where um maki is asking shuichi if it's like weird to like someone you know and and it's so like (laughs) obvious like who it is obviously um and then it's very, and then shuichi in his response i don't remember exactly what it was but it very much implies that he did have a crush on kaede um and the thing that's super interesting about this game is I feel like past games have left romantic interpretation up to the player mostly. But in this game, I feel like they've been a lot more like obvious, for lack of a better word, when characters are interested in each other, sort of, um, which yeah. I think is interesting. It's like an interesting diversion from the previous
2: two. I mean, yeah, this this game definitely goes there because when yeah. you think of like, the, the whole love hotel thing that happened i oh, know oh here? my god
1: yeah that's so real
2: <laughs> um
1: yeah i oh man and speaking oh, of I'm ships and incendiary. romance god my absolute favorite ship in this game is monotaro and Monophony. Monophony. oh my, oh my god
2: <laughs> no i have an all caps Please. mono incest <laughs> This is the second doubt. time that incest has come up in
1: this game, and I hate it. I know this whole, ugh, the whole thing with them in this chapter makes me actually want to throw up. It makes me want to throw up and be done. And be get done past with it.
0: chapter three. They have latched onto chapter three, um, for all yeah. their worth. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, we we are never gonna let you to not mention. That. <laughs> oh my god! I know they were like, oh, you you guys want to block that out of your brain? Well, jokes on you here's some more <laughs> it's like
2: gross oh my god we also see mm-hmm. um you know new's motherly instincts come about and by instincts i mean I-, I mean kink stinks kink stinks <laughs> i that was terrible i'm sorry maddie that that phrase needs to burn in hell
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna retire that one
1: yeah that's that's going that's going away when does kaito slap kokichi is that during flashback lightville
2: right after it I that think, is right? later yeah okay
1: do we want to Indeed. talk about i mean we kind of already talked about the flashback lights but i mean that we maddie what you described is basically what we learn are these Meteorites. things they make me more confused than clear clear on what's going on honestly I just I feel like I'm just like everything is being thrown at the wall and I'm like I don't quite know what to do with any of this Mm.
0: one thing that Kokichi brings up is he's like maybe we're all dead already which I think is a really interesting question um I'm going to spoil a show that came out a very long time ago, um, so hopefully it's okay. If you don't want a random spoiler for a show that I can't say now because it'll be obvious what the spoiler is, then skip forward 10 seconds. Um, But in Lost, the whole thing is that they're dead the whole time, right? And so... It, it is an interesting play of maybe like this is like purgatory, and you have to like get through the dong and rump a game to figure <laughs> out like what kind. If you're of going to heaven or hell, <laughs> my God! Wow. Listen,
1: um, this isn't supposed to be a yeah. spoiler-free episode, Marin. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna... You know,
0: I take it back. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. Also in that scene, Kaito says, "I think it's Kaito says if meteorites can happen, anything can happen." Or maybe it's Shuichi. I'm not sure, but it's actually like the least. wait, who is it?
1: I think it's Kokichi who says that because I have a note that says Kokichi mentions that anything else proposed wouldn't be as far fetched because they're already in a crazy situation.
0: Okay, yeah. That, so it that might definitely sounds like
1: it be related to that. I have no idea though. I could be wrong, but I did mm-hmm. make a note. Yeah.
0: That's like the least motivational thing I've ever heard, though. Like, if meteorites can happen, anything can happen.
1: It's <laughs> like, well, like, no, actually, there's a reason <laughs> that this happened.
0: Yeah. If chicken soup can happen, anything can happen. Like, what? Not like, doesn't. I mean wish that anything. was how the world
1: worked sometimes, but. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's okay. Well, Kaido slaps Kokichi, and I got big time Hina, Byakuya vibes oh yeah chapter four as well because that oh, happened in yes. chapter four of the first game yes True. indeed. and also there's it just felt a- so good to see
2: <laughs> there's been an iconic slap in every game now too so yeah that one in the first game oh in the second game it's Akane who slaps nagito right i'm pretty sure or 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 is it chiaki shoot i can't remember now this is so I actually bad i don't remember a slap in game two there is definitely a slap hang on two.
1: <laughs> i love google search history
2: danganronka 2 shiaki slaps akane
1: right because yeah. she's like totally spiraling out of control and track. Is like no like stop
2: yes yeah yeah, um, I thought, I I thought one of them was nagi, the I think that also is in
1: chapter four. Yeah,
2: I think so. Or yeah, chapter three. It much. might have been when the despair deceased was going on. Yeah, Kokichi deserved it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> he did.
0: On the way to the cafeteria where said punch happens, if you stop and talk to Himiko, there is a really, really lovely moment where Shuichi has this like meaningful conversation with her where he's you know like you know stay motivated she's like we can do this and then she leaves and he pauses and then in the blue text like he's thinking he says hey tanko can you see himiko from wherever you are you've reached her tanko oh so cute like oh shuichi sometimes he just gets it right it was so sweet oh that is so
1: sweet wow that is really sweet. Wow,
2: Shuichi, I love that little. little guy. He is a
1: good little guy. I really appreciated him guy. in this chapter too. Yeah,
2: yeah. Especially yeah. In the
1: trial. Oh my god. Oh my god. That this trial is is crazy. This trial is is the wildest trial
2: we've had so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next note is about Maki's backstory. So when yes. they're just like, when they're you know going to train. <laughs> with kaito shuichi and maki and kaito just says you know let's just talk and then we learn much more about maki's backstory and it's really sad but like she also is like trying to do the right thing by murdering people because she's trying to help the orphanage and i'm curious as to you you guys's thoughts on that backstory
1: I mean, one thing I did notice about that backstory and what she talks about with it is like she was scouted for it, but she still had to train to be as good as she was. So so natural talent like wasn't enough, so to speak. So it felt like, you know, I mean, it made me kind of think back to like some of our past people, like obviously Biaquia, if he obviously an affluent progeny is sort of an odd one because he is like kind of the inheritant of his parents' company or whatever. But all that to say, if he didn't live up to the expectation, he would be disowned. He would be, you know, he has siblings, you know, he wouldn't. So it's sort of like, I feel like for most everyone, and I'd have to really go and think about it, but I feel like a lot of folks probably had to work for what they had achieved. Like it was given to them, you know, the gift was given to them, but then they kind of like, whether it was by external pressure or you know, whatever. They had to live up to that expectation, I guess, of Mm -hmm. that. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I guess my only thought is that uh, she reminds me a lot of the Black Widow character from Marvel, like the Marvel Enterprise. Yeah, just the backstory. There's a little bit similar where they both at a young age got plucked and trained as an assassin without much autonomy, um, if any. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Morally speaking, I'm kind of like you know she that was how she was trained to be and didn't know much more than her chosen family, which is the orphanage. So it's like I can't really blame her for doing that because you know I mean she was picked from a young age to train to do that. That's sort of like it's hard to get out of something like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Would you say it's... She was a child herself when that all began? Um, I also love how like especially in particular Shuichi and Kaito are just like not even phased by that, you know, like they're like, yeah, you're an assassin, like that's okay. Like we'll still be friends with you, <laughs> you know.
0: Wouldn't you say, Caroline, that it's like 6040 on the kids?
2: <laughs> Maren. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Ah, a three years long running joke it'll never end never
0: never um after one of those training sessions uh shuichi i like clicked on his bed and it was not i guess time for bed because he didn't just get in and say i'm sleepy and then the whole you know daytime nighttime routine thing happened he said quote, this bed is actually pretty comfortable. I might actually like this more than futons, end quote. So it is canon that Shuichi has never slept on a bed before this game.
2: Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Yeah. Poor guy! He's just been sleeping on a futon his whole life? That's the implication, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. That oh he
0: thought he loved futons and learned otherwise.
2: How do they refer to, like, if in, like, a traditional Japanese home where the mattress is on the floor, how do they refer to that? Like, is that what he's referring to?
0: There are two different words for futon and bed. Because in Duolingo, futon is strangely <laughs> one of the first words they teach you. Interesting. Um, hmm. But I don't know. I, but I
1: futon, I actually do think they call those futon. Wait, let me look this up. I, I don't want to be wrong. Hold on,
2: maybe, maybe, so perhaps shuichi's just it a, is a futon. A
1: okay, so so to clear all this up, the futon is actually what they call that style of bed where you like sleep, oh. you roll it out. So mm-hmm. okay, it's a little different than like the American futon, but it could be like the localization decided to make a joke there. I don't know. I have no idea, but mm, for clarity. It is two different words because it is two
2: different things. Gotcha. So it could be that that Shuichi just, you know, grew up in a very traditional household. A traditional man.
1: Ooh, a man of (laughs) tradition. My Google search history referencing earlier is now going to say, what do you call Japanese floor beds?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, mine's just the picture of that man
2: from (laughs) Samugi. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! A oh weird little man, also wielding a massive knife. Yeah, blue apron. <laughs> yeah, please help. <have.
1: laughs> it's. Yeah. I know this is a desperate cry for help from all from all of us.
2: All right, listeners, we are going to take a quick break. If you want to hear even even more Rampa? then feel free to check out our Patreon the lowest tier is just two bucks a month and that gives you access to all of our bonus episodes there's lots of extra content on there Um, so please feel free to check it out but in the meantime sit tight we'll be right back after this
1: My next notes are about the virtual world. I have a few notes before then. Okay, then Maddie, why don't you keep going?
2: So there's the scene about Kokichi and Monokuma striking a deal to make the killing game, quote unquote, more interesting. I cannot remember. Does that, do we figure that out this chapter or at the end?
1: We do figure chapter? it out this
2: chapter. Okay. Yes. So, cause <laughs> I still haven't finished the trial, but, um, yeah, just I just I made a note of that scene because Kokichi is once again up to no good, and we will <laughs> learn more about that later. Um, also, another reference. Um, I mean, obviously, all the Monokuma theaters are movie references, but I particularly appreciated the Back to the Future reference. Yes, because um, that movie is iconic, very, very iconic. My last note before we get into the virtual world. Was did you guys notice the change in animation style for a brief moment when Mew is like, yes, begging people to listen to her in the computer room? Yeah, that
1: was really interesting. I really love the art style. I have no idea. It was
2: really neat, but it was so brief and it was over so quickly. And that's never appeared in like any of the other games before. And so I was like, that was so random. Like, yeah,
0: it kind of reminded me and I don't know that this is what they intended, but it reminded me a little bit of what Caroline has talked about in the past with musicals, where when people sing in musicals, it's because the emotions of the scene are so Mm. intense that you can't speak them. And it almost felt like the emotions that Mew was going through were so intense that it couldn't be like portrayed in the normal fashion. Um, Mm. Which we know now that, you know, she was desperate to get the people into the game because she wanted to murder someone which we'll talk about more um but yeah that i mean that was the only thought i had i had no idea why they actually did it so i'm
1: i just googled this to f- figure out if anyone on the internet had anything to say about this and i found a reddit <laughs> post uh, essentially asking about what, what this is and someone here the the username is uh lord abaddon 123 um, they said, I'm sure it's a reference to an art style style usually found in shonen mangas where there's a change in mood. Usually it happens when a protagonist or a character is defeated. I think it's pretty hilarious to see Mew just completely destroyed by Kokichi and given to his demands, which is kind of interesting. Um, oh, wait. Oh, my God. There, the, here, Here's the actual reference. Whoa, hold on. Share it's... the link. Share the link. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Drop the link in the chat i'm dropping it in baby where are we dropping
0: boys okay hold on.
1: okay so this is the reddit post and if you look under the first thing it says but they don't know what the they don't know what the it's apparently from a show called or a manga called slam dunk but they don't know what like the ref what the reference is
0: to it not to sound too obvious but is that the basketball manga it looks like basketball. Uh, thank you to... Who posted that? I <laughs> I didn't feel like trying to pronounce that. No, it's valid. Thank you.
1: Nice. But yeah, okay, cool. Well, now we figured saw- that out. But yeah, yeah good it is out. neat. Soup's cool, bro. Ooh. All
2: right. And uh, virtual world we're here oh, we're in
1: it this whole thing this whole plot of this mew being like oh like let's escape and escape reality i'm just like this is this is ridiculous like this whole proposal and <laughs> obviously you find out in hindsight that she was trying to crap crap she was trying to crap <laughs> she was trying to crap no she was trying to trap kokichi um to kill him but it just, it's so bizarre. Like, this whole thing is really bizarre. I, like, if as if I was in this situation, I don't know if I would want to try it.
2: Yeah. I would be hesitant. I already don't like virtual reality, like, headsets and stuff. I don't really enjoy that. I would be very yeah. nervous about plugging my brain into a computer.
0: <laughs> what I don't get about it is... I, I don't understand how she convinced them to do it because she w- was saying that it was like a safer place to be. And granted, I'm not in their scenario, so I don't know how stressed out it would be after chapters and chapters of friends getting killed. Like maybe safety was such a desired thing that they were like, okay, yeah, let's try this new new spot that's supposedly safe. But there was like nothing to do in the virtual world. I know. Like literally nothing. and i'm like i don't know like where was the desire to be there like at what uh, cost uh,
1: safety at what cost
0: yeah
2: i i don't know if i was the only one but when i first played through this game i was absolutely expecting it to be they were going to be like because when the loading screen comes up for the virtual world it says welcome to the neo world program so I was 100% mm-hmm. expecting them to appear on a tropical Davverwalk island, island right. and be like, oh, my there gosh. And just that's like where the game setting is now or whatever. I was not expecting this little Animal Crossing style, like, <laughs> like so <laughs> cute. <laughs> it's really, dude, cute, it'd be like, I, yeah, it'd be like it Kokichi was... standing
0: over you as Shuichi, like, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, you know, hey. That's what does- <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um oh. I have <laughs> I have my my note at this point. Dongan Rampa meets Black Mirror slash the Matrix slash ready player one slash Facebook meta slash Animal Cross. <laughs>
1: slash Dongan Rampa two. Slash Dong <laughs> and
2: Oh
1: it is so cute. I love the style. I love the eight bit music. That's iconic. It's so cute. Yeah, it is. It's um, really iconic. I love, cute. Oh, go ahead, go but ahead. yeah
2: no i wouldn't want to spend a, an extended period of time in there because it looks really boring <laughs> like said, yeah. there's nothing
1: to do so immediately when we get in there we're exposed to sort of the quote-unquote rules of the world and this is such like a my my spidey my rompa senses are tingling you know when every time there's like rules introduced it's like okay this is where the murder is going to happen, you know, for whatever right. reason or another. And right. obviously in game four, we're in the strawberry and grape house. So it's sort of like a similar thing where it's like almost like another location with its own rules of operation, um, which is really interesting. But um, yeah, but as soon as you know that that those are introduced, you know that they're going to be broken.
0: Hmm. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting to me that Mew said, she's talking about the map um, going through, like you were saying, the rules, and she says, the border represents the end of the world. It's not that you're trapped. And that really made me think, get a little existential, because... There is always a border to every world, right? I mean, in the V3 world, it's the dome. In our world, you could believe that maybe space ends at some point. Maybe it's the part that we can see, or maybe it's a little bit beyond that. But it probably ends. And so there are limits to every world that you're in. And so are we all trapped in a way? Because there is a limit to where you can go. I don't know. I just got really like existential about that one life.
1: Is trapped (laughs) a situation or is trapped a feeling? Because I do not feel trapped in my Mm -hmm. current situation, right? I feel like I can travel to new places and have new experiences and not be bored. Maybe part of feeling trapped is feeling bored.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: Yeah. Wow.
2: Deep stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> do you guys ever wonder Deep stuff? Sorry. Do you guys ever wonder if the universe loops like this game does? Like if you just take a spaceship and you go in a straight line out away from the Earth and you just keep going and going and going and going for eons, mm. will you eventually just loop back around? <laughs> Some physicists I think have theorized that because they mm. they Think the universe is either like circular or kind of oblong, and that it curves back. Everything curves back around, so you can't go outside the boundaries of it. Which, but who's who's setting
1: the boundaries? God.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Are there like flat universers? You know, there's like flat earthers.
1: Oh my god!
2: (laughs) You
0: just fall off.
2: You fall off the edge. (laughs) Fall off the edge of the universe. Classic. And to another universe, and then you fall off the edge of that one, and then just so on and so forth. It's just a bunch of like plateaus that you fall on to. plateaus that's, that's all the way kind down of
0: peaceful <laughs> it's like a platformer game
2: yeah mm-hmm. cute that's oh that's fun <laughs> uh yes it, it's like how in legend of zelda if you're climbing and, and like i'm playing Bro- breath of the wild right now so like, if you're climbing one of the really really tall mountains and then like a horse kicks you or something and you fall off and you start sliding down the side and you just keep going and going and going and going <laughs> you were like, so high up like elevation wise that you just fall for like five minutes I, I literally this happened to me just the other day i was sitting there like watching link just like tumble tumble and like hit the ground again and again i was like oh my god like <laughs> when
1: does this is end just put me out of my misery at this point <laughs> Good lord, that's so funny oh there are a lot of
2: good like videos of that happening too it just goes on forever but yeah anyway boundaries of the world sorry caroline what were you gonna say
1: speaking of boundaries of the world um okay what happens when your real life body needs to eat poop pee go to sleep what do you do then hmm
2: gotta log out
1: but but now i'm wondering in dongan rumpa (laughs) 2
2: How did they do that? Did they? Well, I think they they said in danganronpa too Two that they were their bodies were like in stasis
0: because yeah, they were they in have those them like, in like pods or something.
2: Things, yeah. So okay. yeah. But I think mm-hmm. for this virtual world, that is not the case because they're not in any kind of special biological stasis chamber. They're okay, so the they would just on. log so out to to it's use the like, bathroom. It's like modern-day gamers who play a game for, like, 12 hours straight and forget to, like, take a single sip of water. (laughs) It is incredible, though,
0: that none of them, like, you can go and explore the bathroom in this mansion and which by the way the toilet paper is in there um that's later used but you can explore the bathroom but really like no one attempted to use the toilet and then like woke up and had wet themselves like that like that's (laughs)
1: like no one tried like i would try (laughs) like i would try
2: (laughs) (laughs) i know and i was like why is there a bathroom here yeah right like also if you click on the toilet paper
0: it's a uh uh, says does toilet paper tear in a world where nothing breaks so you get a literal like i mean can oh, you call that a, a, hint? a
2: foreshadow like <laughs> That's a massive yeah. hint wow oh my mm-hmm. gosh yeah no i never investigated that i don't think um but <laughs> when kibo when during the investigation when they find the toilet paper on the ground outside and kibo was like i thought someone may have come here to defecate (laughs) it's like kibo people don't just go
1: outside listen he doesn't understand he doesn't poop he only eats oil and metal
2: he eats metal, like, he just takes, like, metal shards. And, like, and just
1: eat, throws them in, like, popcorn. Like, nails. <laughs> he, you know, he has, delicious. like, an internal
2: healing mechanism where his, like, he has, like, a digestive system that's, like, mechanical. So they'll take up the mechanical, the metal shards and then repair metal pieces.
1: On the way out and then help poop them out. So maybe he does poop. I don't want to... Anyway. <laughs> anyway. No, he said he,
2: he said he does He said he doesn't, but... Oh, okay. um So canon. <laughs> where was... Where were we going with this? I was we just
1: wondering what was going on with the real life body.
2: Oh, right. Like, if right, right, Mew's right. like, yeah. we're going to be here forever. Like,
1: no, like, no, you can't do that actually because you need to poop.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I feel like their bodies when they woke up would have been in different positions. Like, they're all sitting so peacefully, but mm-hmm. Mew obviously physically reacted when she was being strangled. So, wouldn't they yeah. have all like exited like this? I love. They
2: they wake up with their hand like. (laughs) 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 That's fantastic. Kokichi Oma. That's a a good
0: point, though. Wait, you know how they all say their names, but the lines like aren't voice acted for when they like say their name to leave. Shuichi says like. Uh, you know like his little groan yes. he does <laughs> so uh, we've been mispronouncing shuichi uh, this entire
2: time oh it must be oh, french because most of the letters are silent or it's gaelic could be gaelic uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. um, that is so funny no but actually though that brings up a good question is when they're moving their bodies in the virtual world are they moving their real bodies yes because, they have to be that because like yeah like when you're sleeping when you're dreaming like you're paralyzed <laughs>
1: imagine being like sitting don't... down and, <laughs> and walking
2: with your arms yeah. but like sleep paralysis the whole thing with that is because your brain paralyzes your muscles while you're asleep and dreaming so you don't act out your dream and hurt yourself or whatever but I don't know, maybe they didn't have that feature here. Maybe they were all just like walking around the room with their headsets on, like bumping into
0: oh, Kaito had stayed in the room because he would have seen Gonta strangling you. Oh my god! Oh my god.
2: It would have been like a really bad like mime show. If like Gonta was at one point in the room and like Mew was on the other side and Mew was like contorting and like whatever and Gonta was just like pulling doing, like, like the... pulling motion. Oh my god. <laughs> He's like using the force. <laughs> oh man, we've gotten we've gotten so unhinged. Um We really have. What we're what we're okay. I think we're asking the important
0: questions though. This we is are. What, what this podcast is about.
2: <laughs> I think we are. But but actually though, like this there are a lot of unanswered questions about this virtual world thing and how that works. And I think that um it's you know, it's only one chapter of this game where this is really featuring in. And so I think they just didn't have time to smooth out all the kinks and explain everything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it's Fine. It doesn't bother me too much because the point gets across. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, my next note is just finding Muse's body.
0: I have one before that, and it's just I have um... like four. <laughs> go, Maddie. Go. <laughs> Dang,
2: you um, go first, Maddie. Um. Oh wait. Okay. No. 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 One of them. I actually. When we jumped around a little, I already said. Um. But. So. Oh, no, I already said that one, too. Okay, I have one note before the body reveal. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Um, Maki makes a comment about when Mew is explaining how, like, your mind goes into the virtual world and your body stays here and you get a virtual avatar. Maki's like, oh, so it separates the consciousness from the body. And then she says, if that's possible, then... And she trails off and says, no, never mind. And I don't know what she was going to say, but I think there's a chance she could have been trying to apply that like if it's possible to separate the consciousness from the body maybe it's possible people who have died up until now are still alive but there could be other ways to interpret that i'm not sure but she was about to say something there uh, something significant about like if you can separate the consciousness from the body then what else can you do So I don't know. I don't
0: know what she was about to say. But Yeah. My only note before we find Mew's body is they have a phone, technically two phones in this universe, and no one thinks to try and call for help. Not once. (laughs) That's not even like a a glimmer. No one's like, hey, Mew, can we use this phone for help? Like, And I know it probably isn't possible given that the phone, you just say your name and then you wind up back in the real world, but
2: you're not even going to try. Like Yeah, and they have a computer, like and, and a computer yeah. voice who can like oh, reprogram yeah. things. It's like if is there any kind of internet, perhaps? So then they can spend their podcasts. days
1: playing computer games in the virtual world,
2: <laughs> which yeah. is so
1: boring. Well, Muse Dead Body is horrifying to look at, quite yes. frankly. And yes. I remember playing this with Maddie, and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh i was like had to not look i i I, like it really freaked me out like this her body and then um ibuki's body from the third game or from sorry from chapter three of the second game really get me quite um uncomfortable to look at yeah so it just makes me sad because no one deserves to die so horrifically i mean it's just terrible to look at yeah
2: yeah. it's her face that does it for me i know like i don't think we've ever seen like I don't think we've seen, like, a face like that yeah. at any point yeah. throughout all of these games up until now.
0: Well, and Rumpa does a very pointed job, and I've complained about it in the past, of saying that every death is instant. This person died instantly. This person died instantly. There's no way they could crawl because they died instantly. And this one, multiple <laughs> times, they're like, this person suffered like this was a painful death it's so different yeah than what we normally see
2: yeah yeah I also think that um in every game chapter four is where we start to feel like the most real grief for the character because we've known them for like long enough that it's so much sadder to find them dead and that's really when you start noticing the numbers of characters left dwindle because three people have died in chapter three instead of just two and it's so this moment was like a really hard hit compared to the other body reveals i think
1: yeah i would say i mean yeah for multiple reasons yes i would say to that
2: but also i liked me so <laughs> ryoma's hot hard for me that's yeah. that's fair yeah
1: i wanted yeah. more of him and, and hyoko Hioko. I really was sad when she died because I felt like she had so much potential as a character. Ibuki, Tenko. I was sad about Tenko. I don't know. I, yeah, and I, I, hear I don't what you're mean to. Saying,
2: though. I don't mean to imply that we as the players don't like feel real grief for the characters who died earlier on. I think it's more so like a um, the whole cast is starting to really feel the grief way right. Out the them. gravity
1: of much like, more here. Yeah, dwindling yeah. numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: True.
1: Hmm. I don't well, have
0: any notes from the investigation. My next notes are trial notes.
1: Okay, I have a few. I have a few. My first one is. I. It's not many, but. My big one is that, I mean, and this leaks into the trial a little bit, but it's, we have a new assistant in this chapter.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Kokichi is, like,
1: quite involved. And you know from the beginning that he has something to do with whatever transpired in the virtual world. Because, no, but he he, he just has, like, I don't know. He's, like, really involved. And it's never, you know, that's always a red flag. But I think he wants everyone to be like you what are you what's what's what is it about you you know and he's trying to make us think it's him but then oh uh, the trial is crazy this trial is so crazy yeah. um yeah yeah Ugh. and Kaito and Kokichi are like again we don't even we don't have to like go down this this hill right now because this is like again from my like investigation notes but they're such good foils for each other mm-hmm because Kaito, like, mm-hmm. wants to believe so bad, but Kokichi is so able to manipulate that belief in a way that, like, makes Kaito angry, but because he's wrong, and he knows he's wrong, but it's, like, he just, like, oh, it makes me so... Ugh. Anyway.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think this chapter is where Kokichi really starts to show his true colors in yes. how, like, how, like, terrible he can be. Like, you know i mean he's like insulting Mew to her dead face right in front of her like calling her horrendous things he's like he tells everyone who like mentioned something about oh i think i saw this during the the game or oh i saw this in the virtual world like he says to movie at one point like she could have prevented Mew's death but she didn't because she didn't say anything like and he says all these things like with a smile on his face, like, completely cold. And, and also, he, like, orchestrated a murder. So I feel like this is, like, really the time when we start to see, like, he is, like, he means business. He's not just, like, a, a prankster. He's actually, like, capable of really scary and terrible things. <laughs> we
0: have a very big thought about this. <laughs> um, okay. And this might be an unpopular opinion, but I... Don't feel that Kokichi is any worse than he normally is in this chapter. I think that he spends this chapter proving to everyone just how um, hypocritical they all are. Um, They, you know, blame him for bullying people and they do target him. And no one believes him, even when he's telling the truth. And they all gang up on him. Or, you know, you say he planned a murder... Mew was gonna murder him should he have just gotten murdered you know like he says that's true. Oh, that, you that could does, have said
2: this that does yeah, make things yeah. more complex yeah
0: he says to samuki he's like you could have saved her like you were saying but they say the same thing to him when he's like holding back a piece of information prior and like i mean yes the way he goes about things is not tactful at all but I actually think he is a perfect representation of all of their like negative. They don't want to see that the negative things in him are reflected in themselves too um, Mm. throughout this entire game. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I don't think he's being any worse than he normally is. I think he's just like, Determined to make them all uncomfortable with the like dirty truth about themselves.
1: Yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, I can see that. Or yeah. like he, yeah. I think, I do think he is being worse, but I think it's because he has a purpose for why. Like, I, I agree with you. Like, I think it's like he's always been this person all along. It's just like in this trial, he's like, I am going to show these people that they are being hypocritical. You know, and even like when Chouichi like lies during the trial, he even yes. is like, "Yeah, oh my god, we we need to stop."
2: Yeah, we're going down a road. We need to like pause this this conversation <laughs> yeah. for now, but um, we'll come back yeah. to it.
1: Do we oh want to gosh. do
2: a, a bedwet behead? I have one more note. Oh, I apologize. Go ahead, Maddie. One more, and then yeah. So my last note before the trial is. Uh, something that maki says to shuichi during the investigation and she says you're shuichi Sahara before you're a detective don't ever forget that and i thought that was really really sweet like i i was just like oh i love i really really love their friendship like the friendship between maki and shuichi in particular i love their friendship so much
1: <laughs> i really agree yeah they yeah. are so sweet who, who should we bed, wed, and behead this episode? We got Gonta and Mew, I guess. We could do Gonta, Mew, and Kokichi. People on the roof.
2: People but on the Kaito, roof. Kaito was also on the roof at one point. <laughs> but he wasn't
1: out. on the roof other than that with the, with the other group, crew. So.
2: During, during, <laughs> during the event when it happened. The room where it happened, the room
1: where it happened, the roof where it happened.
2: No one else was on the roof where it
1: happened. The room where it happened. My God, you got to trust Oh, it's such a good
0: song. It really is a banger. That could be a title option. The roof where it happened.
2: Wait, I kind of love
0: that.
1: I yeah love that's it that. that's it the room where it
2: happened it's it so... happen, it's oh it. my god i love that so much <laughs> all right
1: everybody we are gonna roll right into our bedwet ahead oh
2: i scared her away it's
1: fine so we're gonna be picking between Mew, Gonta, and Kokichi for this one and Marin's ready I, i'm not ready so i think Marin, you're you're taking it girl
0: i'm ready um i'll regret this but i'm going to wed Kokichi Um, for sure I have to Um, for as long as I last in this marriage it will be just an adventure Um, I will bed Mew I'll bed Mew and I will behead Gonta Um, yeah yeah I just feel like Gonta and I don't really connect um on any level. Period.
1: That's fair. Yeah. At least Maddie and Gonta have their bugs.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I don't have their bugs. So. Well, unfortunately, I would also be head Gonta. To- <laughs> oh, man. No one has um, Gonta's bugs. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, okay, so. <laughs> um, I would, yes, I'd be head Gonta. I'm sorry. Um, I would wed Mew because um i think we'd be like iconic women in stem together you know and i think i think we'd be a power couple um and i that leaves me with that i would bed kokichi which i don't particularly want to do but <laughs> okay and it would be a
1: requirement
2: <laughs> there, there we go <laughs>
1: oh man oh man i think i i don't know if i can bed kokichi you guys i don't know (laughs) if i'm gonna be able to do it i think i would behead kokichi wow i just cannot i cannot imagine him in that context to be honest (laughs) with you in any way shape or form um but I would just bet him just to get it out of the way. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's not like it would be, Oh, hi. Oh my God. She's right here. Where'd you come from? Sorry. I got a new cat audience. So I'm a little obsessed right now with that cat and she's been hanging out with me and it's exciting. So we're, t- it's, she's come up a lot today. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't know. I think I'd bet him just to like, I don't know. It would be fine probably. And then I would be head. Nope. I would wed. new. She's beautiful and she's hilarious, and I think we would be iconic together. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Ultra Hope Girls, the Dog and a podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and make sure you tune in in two weeks to check out our part two of chapter four. You are not going to want to miss it; it's going to be great. Um, we do have a Patreon. The lowest tier is just two dollars a month, and you get access to a bunch of cool bonus episodes, which is pretty awesome. There's also a Discord and a book club. So check out all those tiers. The link is in our episode description. We also have a Twitter and Instagram. We're Ultra Hope Girls podcast pretty much everywhere. And if you like what you heard today, please give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. It really helps people find the podcast. And yeah, thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.